Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast After the Bell with Chip Nellinger. Uh, Chip, looks like there is some pretty good action in the markets today. There was. Uh, kind of uh, you know, a strange day. You would expect, and we talked about this late last week with uh, some corn planters rolling in a lot of areas, that corn would be under some pressure here. But uh, boy, there's a lot of money flow uh, flowing into um, uh, the grain markets, commodities in general. So a uh, good day up, uh, what, uh, three and a half to four cents uh, in corn. Multi, I think seven, seven and a half month highs here. Um, you know, new crop corn close the day around 419. Uh, actually, 420 and a quarter uh, is where it settled. So that's um, higher than what our best chance was a year ago um, on, uh, you know, new crop corn a year ago. So, you know, a lot of difference uh, one year uh, makes. So it's a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. The wheat market, um, seeing a lot of short covering. The funds are still short wheat, and they're probably in the last stages of getting out of that. Uh, it's it's several-day occurrence. It's the start of a new month. They, they were buying at the end of um, uh, you know April. They're buying to start the month of March. Uh, I should say May, I'm sorry. Uh, so you had Chicago wheat up 18. You had uh, uh, Kansas City wheat up 15. And, um, you know, good. Uh, good, strong close. It's usually going to mean that there's some more momentum to the upside. And there's little uh, pockets. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Little pockets popping up where uh, the Black Sea area produces a lot of wheat. They're on the dry side. Australia is very dry. They're getting ready to plant. Um, uh, you know, Argentina is getting a ton of rain right now. It's going to prevent maybe some of their wheat planting there. So there's some little issues popping up for wheat production across the world. And you're seeing the funds uh, finally, after three plus years of being short, getting out of that market. And that's a lot of buying. Um, and so there's probably a little more to come. So it's a good, strong close in, um, in wheat, um, multi-month high in wheat, uh, seven-plus month highs in corn. Um, beans just kind of hung up. They closed higher on the day, uh, three to four higher, but uh, all the action seems to be in uh, corn and wheat as far as the grain markets go. All right. Okay. So we've talked about this in the past, in the last two or three weeks. We've kind of been kind of bouncing us back and forth. When you start looking at planning progress reports, like the one we talked about yesterday when it came out, um, there was like, Illinois. I think you said had zero percent planted right now. That was as a goose egg let's how how much how far behind does the planning progress report have to be before the markets start paying attention to that well i think that was part of today's strength in corn i think the market's paying attention to it uh we're still getting planning progress here in the eastern corn belt uh, i mean there's guys large operators in illinois they've done planting corn some of them were um by the next rain that's supposed to come mm-hmm. uh, either tomorrow night or thursday they're going to be done with everything. So there's a lot of progress being made here in the Eastern Corn Belt, Northwestern Corn Belt, not so much. The market is, is paying attention to it now. Uh, and there's supposed to be some rain out in that part of the world as well over the next uh, 24 to 48 hours. So, uh, you know, they've been very slow to warm up. That's been half the battle is getting the soil temperatures warmed up to plant. Uh, now they're about there and they're going to get rain. So I'm telling you that if we uh, get into the 10th, 12th of May, and we're still seeing, uh, you know, Nebraska, uh, Minnesota, South Dakota, and even Iowa a little bit behind the pace, it's going to start adding some additional risk premium um, to corn. 
that being said, it does not take long. You know, we, mm-hmm. we need about a five, six day window. We can get a lot of corn in the ground in a hurry. And, uh, but I, you know, I, I do think that it's going to be affecting the market here, especially as you get in the next two weeks, we get past the middle of May and we're still behind the pace. Uh, the market's going to start assuming that, you know, history and textbooks tell you that uh, a late planted crop you're losing yield on. So it, it is going to be a market mover. I'd say we're right on the fence still. We still have 10 days, two weeks, but if, uh, you know, mid, mid, uh, Mid-May, we're still fighting uh, and behind the pace. It will start affecting and adding more risk premium to the corn market. Okay. Argentina has had a rough time this year. They were dry, had a hard time getting the soybean crop to really take off and go. And now it's they've gotten so much rain now that they're having a hard time getting what they did get to come up out of the field. So how's the market reacting to that? And, and is that maybe some the slight drivers in the soybean market? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's not going to do them any favors. It's, you know, when it rains, it pours, uh, no pun intended. Uh, you know, drought stricken, and now they still have about 40% of their crop left in the field, and now they're getting torrential flooding rain. So, uh, you know, on mature beans, everybody knows you, you get, you know, six, eight, ten-inch rains on mature beans that are ready to harvest, you're going to have some, some field loss on, on yield. So that's just adding insult to injury at this point. It's, it's going to take, you know, some more yield off the top of their crop and delay wheat planting there. So it's multifaceted. If you talk about weather, um, you know, still Brazil is very, very dry for their second crop corn. So weather is becoming much more of a factor than, uh, you know, uh, the last 18 months probably. Uh, it, you know, that's quickly turned, to, turned around and uh, really is detrimental now um, to a lot of different spots. Argentina, Brazil, the Black Sea, Australia. Um, you know, so Mother Nature uh, really is going to drive this as far as the production potential uh, of the world. Right on. Okay, so let's talk about the uh, livestock markets right now. How did cattle and, and hogs finish up today? Yeah, cattle had a choppy day, traded both sides, uh, you know, almost a $3, $2.60 range in cattle. So it was a wide-ranging day. Settled them just a little bit lower, um, although that market came way off the lows late. So, uh, you know, again, I think there's still this, this issue where there's a lot of selling pressure in cattle, but yet the, the box beef and the cash market seem to be holding together. And until that breaks, you're going to find good buying on the break. So I think cattle are going to be uh, pretty volatile. We may have to wait till later in the week um, until we get a little better sense on where cash cattle are going to trade. Uh, but a choppy trade here, to, to say the least, almost a, a you know, $3 range, low to high. Uh, in the cattle. Hogs fared better, uh, up 145 in the June hogs. Strong close it is the worst behind this, I'm not sure, but seasonally as you get into uh, the last half of May and certainly uh, June, July, you see much better demand, much better cash hog prices, uh, almost year in, year out, and um, you know I think that can be something that helps build on these gains slowly, so I still think we've got better markets to come on the hog side. Cattle, I'm not so sure. We're going to have a choppy ride there. We may have a little upside in cattle the next couple of weeks, but boy, producers better to have their finger on the trigger, ready to take advantage of uh, any further strength the next couple of weeks uh, in the cattle market. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, shaping up to be a volatile summer of trade. It already has been much more volatile than we've seen, um, you know, when you talk about uh, cattle, hogs, corn, beans, wheat, it's been much more volatile here recently than what we've been used to. And I think that's going to, uh, you know, kind of translate out into summer and keeps a really choppy volatile trade going on. 
Right on. Okay. Well, if guys want to get a hold of you, Chip, and continue this conversation, how would they do that? Yeah, the best way is just call us right here to, at our office, 309-550-7213. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. Right on. And Moving Iron Podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. And check out our YouTube channel where you can see Chips Daily After the Bell. And you can also see Glenn Birnbaum's uh, Tax Move of the Week. So, till tomorrow, we'll uh, talk to you later. All right. Have a good evening. All right. Thanks, Chip.